From the Talking Disney Studios in Cheyenne, Wyoming, and Logan, Utah, this is the Talking Disney Podcast. Jason and Cody. I'm Jason. And I'm Cody. Welcome to episode 42 of the Talking Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Jason, and I'm here once again with my co-host, Cody. How's it going, Cody? I am straight vibing, Jason. <laughs> straight vibing. Maybe I'm too old to know what that means. <laughs> so you're doing well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Despite the, the coughing fit there, I'm coronavirus free and doing well. Uh, take a drink of water. You'll be all right. Yeah. So how's your week been since we last spoke? Uh, it's been busy. I don't know, work's just been kind of nuts. And I think, I think I talked about that a little bit last time. No, I, I no, think that's your theme every week. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's, it's, it's our busy time of year. And I think I mentioned that last week. And so it's just right. kind of how my life's going to be for the next couple of months. But you should have, you should have did my plan. Do you serve 20 years in the military and then get a retirement job where you don't have to work that hard? You know what? If maybe but you're only what? 23, 22. Yeah. Like You'll be 23 mm-hmm. this year, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Matter of fact, next month, next month. Yeah. Next month is we'll have to, we'll have to have a special happy birthday Cody episode Woo-hoo. where we just talk about Cody and everything. Well, you know, I won't complain. Okay. Hey, I did find some pictures of you. Uh, I was, uh, I was looking through some of my, through my hard, hard drive with some old photos, uh, trying to find certain pictures that my sister wanted. And, um, I came across a few of you, uh, one particular on uh, tower of terror where <laughs> <laughs> you're scratched down in the seat next to your mom. That's one of my favorites. And then, uh, I don't know if you remember the picture, uh, at, uh, grandma's house. You were laying on the couch with Kaylee's pillow and blanket, the princess yes. pillow and blanket. Yeah. Yeah. I even met for a time. I was, I was very proud of that. I put that up as like, like my timeline photo, like the banner photo on Facebook oh, yeah. for a while. That's a, that's a great photo. I was uh, rocking it. I was yeah, just I cold, man. And she got up and I grabbed that and you do what you got to do. Yeah. I found a bunch of them that I uh, saved off to the side on my computer. I'll have to send them to you later. If, if you don't have them, some of you in line at Disneyland, uh, I think there's one with you uh, hugging Minnie mouse uh, at breakfast. So nice. Yeah. It's always fun. At the uh, paradise pier that breakfast. No, no. The one over at um, Disneyland, the, um, the mini's breakfast. Gotcha. Cause yeah. there was, there's a picture and I think it's me, Tyler and Dallin where the mini was the one you took a picture of when you went inside the paradise pier breakfast oh, character okay. meet and greet breakfast there. Okay. Um, that must, I must've not been there that time because I've only been to that breakfast one time and that was during our last trip. Jeez. Has it really been to, 2018 was our last trip. November of 2018, we did uh, the breakfast there because I found out that Stitch was one of the characters. Yeah, so it's more of a it. Stitch theme yeah. now. 
Yeah, we surprised. before it was just it, it was, was still Hawaiian, and Stitch might have been there, but like like Minnie Mouse had like a lay on, and she was in like a sundress, yeah. and I think Donald had like a lay on. Yeah, I want to say the characters. This they, I think they had Daisy. I think it was. I think Donald. I think his the name of it has Donald in it. So he was like the main character when we came in. We took a picture of him in front of a big mural. Okay. Uh, and then Stitch was walking around. I'm pretty sure it was Daisy and Minnie. So. Uh, yeah. I can't remember if you guys were there or not. I thought I could be wrong, but I, I thought you- that was the year. Were you there when we when we all went to Ride Makers? Yes. Yeah. But I thought that was we, that same year, but it must not we, have been. Must not have been because we didn't do the breakfast. That I remember that time we did do the minis breakfast. Okay. Um, but yeah, like like I said, 2018 was the first time we ever we ever went to the Paradise Pier one. Gotcha. We've done like we've done Goofies. Uh, we did the one in the Grand California when it used to be uh, Chippendale, and now it's just Storyteller. It's still. Yeah. Yeah, it was themed after Chip and Dale, but I don't think it's the same title now. I think no, it's, it's not the same changed. title, but it's pretty much got the same characters and costumes in there. Yeah, Marsha and I did that when we went for our anniversary by ourselves. We did. I that like one. that one. Yeah, I I like that one. I think that one is just slightly, at least for the food, I like that one a little bit better. It's a slightly higher quality food than over at Minis. Um, but I think. You get more of just like the classic characters over at the minis breakfast. The minis, yeah, that is correct. Yeah, so we you got like the Winnie the Pooh and friends and stuff over there too, at minis. Right. You got like Captain Hook. You got the fairy godmother. You got a lot Peter, of Peter Pan was there last time we were there. Yeah, you get a lot of the OG guys. Yeah, he came and sat down with the kids. He was kind of a jerk, but I mean, he was playing the role. You know, he was. Yeah. Was he yeah. trying to steal their bacon? No, he was, he was, actually he did. I think he tried to take Kaylee's bacon or something. Yeah. He, tr- <laughs> he, he tried to take something from her plate, but yeah, yeah, it was fun. So he was flirting. You better watch maybe, out. Maybe he was, maybe he was, uh, <laughs> Peter Pan, stay away from Kaylee. So. <laughs> uh, so yeah, what were we talking about? Um, um uh, I don't know. Get off on breakfast. Speaking of, oh, breakfast, you told me you found a bunch of pictures of me. Oh, that's, that's where great. that's where that came from. Yeah, yeah. I need to eat breakfast here soon. When we're me done too. Recording. I'm it's nine thirty a.m. on a Saturday, Sunday morning. Sunday, 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 Sunday. And uh, I woke up and got the equipment ready to record, and I have not eaten breakfast yet, and Mm-mm. my stomach is letting me know about it. Uh, and that concludes this episode of the Talking <laughs> Disney Podcast. <laughs> now that's all we got to talk about. Visit our social media. It's time to eat some breakfast. Uh, nah, so we'll get we'll get started on our uh, on our show today, so we can so we can get some breakfast here soon. Uh, we were trying to. I was trying to come up with an idea for the show, and it usually comes up last minute. Uh, mm-hmm. I know earlier in the week I texted Cody. I said, "Hey, you have any ideas for?" topics and i don't think he replied at well, all that that was on monday and i don't think i texted you again until friday <laughs> friday so, or yesterday so cody was busy yeah uh, and then uh we had we had come up with something possibly to do last night and then right before i went to bed i was uh i was on the internet and came across uh some some sites and i thought that'll be a interesting topic uh texted cody this morning 
And so we changed what we were, what we were going to do and we'll do what we were going to do sometime soon. We just have to work out a little more details about it. Um, but today we're going to talk about some Disney myths that you may or may not know. Uh, we'll throw some urban legends in there, some possible secrets. I don't know if there's really any secrets out there that people don't know. Um, there are some urban legends that may or may not be true that maybe some people haven't heard about. Um, but for the most part, I guess if you're pulling up this show and you're listening to us talk about Disney, you probably have heard about the ones we're going to talk about. But we still think they're interesting enough to talk about. And maybe you haven't because uh, there was a few on a list that I found that I had never heard of. So yeah, maybe and me you, either. Yeah, maybe maybe you have not heard of them. So um, so we'll go ahead and start. Um and the first one we're going to talk about is a uh, a quote that is often attributed to Walt Disney, but is not. And I think you I think you might even have something in your office there that has this quote on it, right? If you can dream it, you can do it. There it is, and there if it is. You can, it, you can do it, Walt Disney. And it says Walt Disney right below it, as if it was his quote. Oh, yep. Uh, so that's one of the more famous quotes uh, that has been uh, linked to Walt Disney. And it does sound like something that Walt Disney would say. Uh, and I, I even have a quote book. Uh, it's a it's a book of quotes, and it was actually put together by Dave Smith, who was uh, the founder of the Walt Disney Archives. And that quote is not in there because Walt not. Disney didn't actually say it. Uh, it was actually penned by a imagineer name i believe his name was tom fitzgerald and it was poor a quote poor, yeah poor tom <laughs> doesn't get any credit uh it was actually for an epcot attraction horizons um and uh it was it was it says here it was one of walt's favorite attractions uh an attraction that followed the spirit of walt's wonder at progress and would feature a quote that sounds like it would come out of the mouth of Walt, but it did not. And in the quote here, it says, I am very, uh, in, a, in, a, in an interview where Tom was talking with Disney legend Dave Smith, he says, I am very familiar with that line because I wrote it. It was written specifically for the Horizons attractions at Epcot and used in numerous ways from dialogue in the ride to graphics uh, in the attraction. Uh, so... There you go. Our first one, our first uh, myth is busted. Do you watch that show Mythbusters ever? I yeah. just thought about that when I said busted. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we put that we put that quote to the test and uh, we busted the myth. Uh, it makes me wonder though, because it doesn't really go into this part. And I wonder if this Fitzgerald or even Dave Smith would know but I wonder if after Tom wrote that line for Horizons, if Walt was like, oh, I kind of like that, and then started using it. Right. And maybe that's, you know, was it something he ever well, said well, is the question. It, it couldn't have been after he wrote it because, uh, let's see. Or was it wrote after he died? Yeah. Okay, so then, well then. So then the quote, the, the, the little text in here said that, uh, Oh, oh, it didn't say he actually liked the ride. It was an attraction that he would have liked. Okay. I mean, maybe I, maybe I read it wrong or I said it wrong. Uh, Cause I thought I said it was an attraction that he liked, but 
it says an attraction that followed in the spirit of Walt Disney. Uh, so, and a, and a ride that he would have liked. So, okay. Yeah, so it he was never around for it. Uh, Horizons didn't open until 1983. Mm. So obviously he had been, well, I guess so if it was at Disney world and Epcot that didn't open Disney world didn't open until after Walt had passed. So exactly. So, so yeah, it was, it was a ride that he, that they're assuming he would have liked. Uh, now it doesn't say if he ever said anything similar or, you know, if, if, uh, if the guy who wrote it got it from somewhere, something that he said that sounded like it, but, um, yeah, Walt did not say it, but like Cody had, Cody just showed me a, uh, when, when we started talking about, he showed, he put up a, what was that? Like a, uh, little box or something you showed me. What? Yeah. It's just like a little ceramic little dish with the oh, lid okay. on it, you know, gotcha. yeah, a little yeah, box and, type thing. And it's got the quote on it and it's got Walt Disney's name. So yeah, if you um, can dream it, you can do it. Walt Disney. Yeah. It's got it on there twice. Got it on there twice. All right. Copyright Disney sold by Hallmark. <laughs> www.disney.com. I mean, they're leaning into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he did not actually say it. All right. So there's, there's the first one, a second myth or rumor. Uh, and this one, I'm sure most people know. Uh, and the myth is that there's a basketball court inside the Matterhorn attraction at Disneyland. And by the, by that title, I'm going to say that it's part right and part wrong because while there is a basketball hoop inside of Matterhorn, there's not an actual basketball court. When I think of basketball court, I think of a full length court, two hoops, you know, 10 people playing. Uh, mm-hmm. So although there's not a basketball court in my view of what a basketball court is, there is a basketball hoop inside the top of the Matterhorn. Um, yeah, I don't even think it's as big as like a half court. Like yeah. It's, yeah. And yeah. is it, it last picture? I don't remember the picture. Did is it? They showed it briefly in, in imagine the imaginary in, story and the imaginary story because Bob yeah. Gurr went up there and a camera followed him. Right. And it, it's maybe a six by six area. Yeah. Maybe eight by eight. I mean, it's not a large area. Yeah. If they you, just, if you, put a, a, a hoop on a structural support beam basically. Yeah. yeah, That's all it is. If you Google basketball hoop in Matterhorn, I mean, you'll come up with a few pictures, some, uh, some pictures of people actually shooting hoops up there. looks like it's possibly a stage publicity thing because there's guys in the background with, uh, video cameras and boom mics. And, (laughs) uh, so, um, yeah. So while there is a basketball hoop there, um, not a court, uh, but it has been there as far as I know. Has it, has it been there since it opened? Did they talk about that in the Imagineering story or was it put in later? It's kind of a place where cast members, especially the ones I think that would used to go up and then climb down. Right. Yeah. I think it was almost like, just like a, like a break area for climbers. Um, I think that's kind of like the last point for like Tinkerbell or whatever, you know, because yeah. well, well, does Tinkerbell start when she flies at the Matterhorn or does she start over on the left side of the castle on that platform above Fantasyland? And it's been a year and a half since I've been. I don't remember. <laughs> I can't remember which way she starts and where she ends. I need to go to Disneyland once this. 
Anyways, there is a door there for people to access to either for stuff like that. So, and I think the access is directly off that little area too. So, right. Yeah. I think it was primarily used for climbers though, which I don't know how long it's been since they've had climbers on the mountain, but I don't think they do that anymore. I haven't seen them in a while since I'm at years and years. So yeah, they might not do it. Yeah. It says here, uh, it's to give, to give the Matterhorns classic mountain climbers something to do on their breaks. Their break room hidden within the snowy peak includes a basketball hoop. So, um, and then I thought it was cool, not uh, not necessarily the basketball thing, but on that Im- imaginary story, it looked like cast members had signed the wall up there, and Bob Gurr finally got to sign his name, yeah, on the wall. So mm-hmm. you know, all the cast members that had been up there um, signed his name. I, I've always wanted to do that with something at my house, and I should have did it years ago because in the last couple of years we've had quite a few visitors. But have something, have a wall somewhere where when people come visit you, they can sign their name. And then put like the year they came or something. And then uh, maybe not the actual wall, maybe have a huge something on the wall that they can sign that then you can take off if, if, if you want. I seen yeah. that somewhere. It was, it was a celebrities. It was a, it was a female and I, I don't remember who it was, but basically she had her dressing room at her, at the studio where she did her thing. And when visitors would come, they would, they would sign their name on, on, on the wall of the, of the uh, dressing room. So hmm. That's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, I've always wanted to do it, but I it's I, interesting cuz I wonder when people started doing that. Right. You know, cuz Bob Gurr I mean designed the Matterhorn vehicle, the bobsled, you know, he was yeah, instrumental. Around. Right, right. In the conception of that ride. So was it obviously I'm assuming they weren't doing it when it opened or during the construction of it cuz he probably would have signed it. Right. Or unless no one, maybe they still felt uncertain about things at that point. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I don't know when it started and it could have been one of those things where, you know, it's cast members last day and he's going to leave his, Hey, you know, Cody was here kind of thing. And mm-hmm. then cast members said, Oh, I'm going to sign it too. And I, I'll sign it too. So and then at first it might've been started. Yeah. Might've been vandalism at first. And then it turned into <laughs> a, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, a thing. So. I mean, it's probably a cool little prestigious thing because I don't think they'll let just any cast member go up there that wants to, you know, you probably have to have a, a legit reason to be up there. A reason. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume so too. Um, all right. The next myth. And this, this is one that I have, I had never heard of. I had no idea. Uh, it says myth, the time on the clock inside sleeping Beauty's castle is significant in some way. And honestly, I don't remember ever seeing this clock. It was installed in 1996 in Sleeping Beauty's Castle. It's never worked, it says. Uh, so it's never been a functioning clock. Never been a functioning de- clock. Decoration. And it looks like, from the picture I'm looking at, it's looks like it's stuck on 4 o'clock. Um, it's got a lot of squiggly things, so it's kind of hard to see. But it looks like... It looks like it's... Is it 4 or is it... Th- it looks like just past four because the, the hour hand is not straight up on 12, 12 and okay. the minute hand is slightly, it's not dead center on the four either. Right. And this article doesn't give the time the clock is supposed to represent. Yeah. 
It says fans have often speculated what the permanently frozen time on the clock signifies. Rumors have ranged from it's the time Disneyland opened to uh, representing the time of Walt Disney's death. Um, and the quote here, uh, it says, fortunately, Paul Hifmeyer of the Disney Parks blog has put those rumors to rest. Not only does the clock's time hold no significance, the time itself often changes over the years. He explains, despite the theories and rumors, the numerous times that have been set on the clock have no significance. Uh, as much as Disneyland is full of hidden details and secret meanings, this is just not one of them. <laughs> so the clock doesn't work, but I guess randomly they'll go change the time on it. Uh, just to mess with people maybe. Uh, hmm. So we'll see. It says, of course the time has changed so often that perhaps at one time there was a significance, but uh, there is not. It was installed during a castle rehab in 1996. So this gives me something to go look at next time I go. Cause I honestly, was 96 when they put in the walkthrough. Was that the uh, castle I don't remember what the 96 refurb was. I was, uh, I don't was know. That exterior. Shoot, that was a year before you were born. Yeah. 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 I'm not sure what the, what the refurb was, but I mean, they've done numerous refurbs mm -hmm. over the years. So, yeah. um, all right. Next one. And this is one I actually believed when I first heard it many, 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 many years ago until I did some research on it. There is a gold or brass spike outside of Sleeping Beauty's castle at Disneyland that was rumored to be the geographical center of Disneyland. And if originally, you at, originally, yeah. Originally uh, now, obviously, part. Disneyland has grown, but um, they have to move that thing all the time. They have to, yeah, they have to keep moving it. But when I first saw it, and I saw where it was located, and you you picture Sleeping Beauty's castle as the center of Disneyland, uh, mm -hmm. it's definitely this. There's like, like the focal point almost right. like it, right. it's centered and down main street. If, you if know. you're standing there, you look back and you're like, okay, that's the entrance. I look, okay. That's goes back there over here's Tomorrowland. We got frontier land, adventure land over there. Yeah. This seems like it would be the center. Um, but it actually has nothing to do with the center and it's just a survey marker. Uh, it was. Uh, it helped to maintain central surveying sight lines from Main Street USA to the castle, and helped to ensure consistent and accurate surveying measurements for the location when they are taken. Mm -hmm. um, so it is not actually the geographical center of the park. It'd be interesting to know what that is now. With, I mean, obviously, things may have changed. You know, the geographical center changed maybe when they added Toontown, and then would then be altered with Star Wars Land and. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera, so I mean, uh, I would think the geographical center is going to be, sl sl you know, if you're looking at the castle, if you're on Main Street looking at the castle, the center is going to be left of that, right? Because of everything that they've added to the left side of the park, all the sure, expansions yeah. they've done on the left side of the park, like Bear Country, which turned into. Critter Country, that was an expansion. Um, New Orleans Square. Right. Um, Galaxy's Edge, Toontown. That's all been added to the left side of the park. Right. Because and the right side of the park is pretty much butted up against Harbor. You can't Harbor. expand on that side. Yeah. 
Yeah, we can't expand on the other side now either. <laughs> no, now now they're going north. Yeah. And they're taking away backstage. Right. Because now they're going to expand Toontown slightly. I don't think Toontown proper is going to get much bigger because I think the entrance to the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway that they're building in Disneyland as well is pretty much the entrance to that I think is going to be like the gag factory or whatever. Right, right. So Toontown itself isn't going to get any larger, but it's footprint that the park takes up because now you've got that whole show building will slightly expand. But yeah. And apparently, and did you know that there's a second golden spike? Yeah. And I think I've found it before, but I can't remember where it's at now. It says there is in fact a second spike, which makes a complete line for surveyors. The matching golden spike is in front of the, Main Street USA City Hall at the apex of the triangular hub where the trolley tracks split. That's right. Yeah, I think when I took the walking and Walt's footsteps tour, I think the tour guide pointed out both spikes to us. Okay. For the survey markers. Right. So he put that rumor to rest during that um during that tour. Okay. That's about the only good thing that tour guide did. so yeah you you've actually talked about that yeah yeah you, you pretty much knew more than the tour guide yeah yeah yep. so but you know he, he you could tell that he was just starting out it was probably one of the first groups he got right. to lead on his own without having a buddy yeah. there to shadow him you know yeah. and i think we i think we i might have mentioned it or you talked about it I do want to take that that tour because I've never taken it, but I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be the, the jerk that stands in the back and be like, "Hey, you're wrong." You know, that's yeah, I didn't true. say anything. Did <laughs> yeah, not say anything. Because I'm sure I'm, uh, they probably get uh, quite a bit of training, and I, I'm I would assume that as an experienced tour guide, you would know more than me because uh, mm-hmm. you do it every day, right? Uh, so if you do take that tour and, and, and they do say something wrong, I, I, I would just let it go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I thought maybe you're going to break out in song there, but you didn't do it. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I, well, you're right there. <laughs> it's kind of scared, scared me. My, uh, Cody almost fell out of his chair. <laughs> <laughs> my mic just decided <laughs> to topple over into my chest. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Hey guys, you have a ghost. <laughs> yeah. uh, so the next myth that I see that I want, we want to talk about is apparently there was a myth that the Cinderella castle at magic kingdom park in Florida was able to be disassembled during hurricanes. Um, it sounds legit. You know, they have, they have a lot of hurricanes, uh, right. and you wouldn't want the castle to be destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but to actually build something that could be disassembled or folded down sounds kind of crazy. Um, it also, if it's easy enough to disassemble, I mean, I guess that's the point of disassembling it. So like, it doesn't have to be right. sturdy enough to withstand right. the hurricane because you're going to take it down. But I mean, having lived in the South on the Gulf of Mexico where hurricanes happen, right. I've never heard or seen anything that gets taken down like a structure, like a building right? that gets taken down or dismembered 
with an oncoming hurricane. Things are just built to withstand. Yeah. And then when one's coming, they're boarded up. Right. You know, to protect yeah. glass and yeah. things like that, you know, weaker points of the building doors, right. things that can break and, and, and come in. But the overall structure of the building, the support and all that, the foundation, it's all built to be for the most part, hurricane proof. Right. So we got a quote here from a guy named John Anderson, who is a structural engineer and a 24 year cast member says the castle was constructed quite permanently. It's built to withstand hurricane winds as required by the building codes. Plus there are no joints or seams in the exterior surfaces of the castle, which such modular construction would require. Yeah. Um, the imaginaries, uh, the, the imaginaries, uh, took Florida's weather into account when they designed and built the castle, which consists of concrete, steel, cement, plaster, and fiberglass. It says the castle can withstand winds up to 90 miles per hour. So I'm assuming they're in a location that by the time a hurricane would get to them, it would have slowed down. Cause that I've seen hurricanes, you know, 130, 140 miles an hour. Uh, yeah. but I'm assuming but once, they, once they hit the coast and make their way onto land, it, they slow down. They slow down pretty significantly. Now they, they don't have the power of the water anymore. Right. So yeah, and Orlando is not directly on the coastline of Florida. It's more inland. So once that hurricane makes landfall, it's probably likely that wind speeds it's not very often that the wind speeds are greater than ninety miles an hour by the time it hits Orlando. Right, exactly, exactly. So, unless it's a like a super hurricane, which those come across every now and then, but right, but hopefully they won't in this case. So, yeah, uh, Cinderella's Castle in Walt Disney World cannot be <laughs> taken down. I think if that was true, we would have seen video. Now, I will say, yeah. if you buy the Disney Parks Monopoly, that Cinderella <laughs> Castle can be folded down and put in a box. Down. There you go. So maybe that's the one they're talking about. Uh, all right. Next one. I, I had never heard of this one. This, this is a pretty interesting one. It's, the myth is that the original animation building at the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank was designed to be a hospital. Um, so the articles talks about here that obviously opening up an animation studio was a pretty big risk for Walt Disney. Um, so fans would possibly believe this myth, uh, knowing that if the Walt Disney Studios failed, that the animation building could be transformed into something different, like a hospital, to make up for the studio's losses. And it says there's actually a little bit of seed of truth in the story, but not as nearly serious as the myth makes it seem. Um, in an interview with Peter Martin, Walt Disney himself explained where that where that rumor came from. Um, while the animation building was under construction, Elias Disney uh, put his son on the spot with a tough question. According to Walt, uh, Elias Disney said, Walter, what can it be used for? I couldn't quite grasp what he was after, and suddenly it dawned on me. He meant if we failed, how could we liquidate? How would we get our money back? So it dawned on me that this, this was bothering him. Uh, and I said, oh, I see, Dad. Well, this would make a perfect hospital. Then the rest of the tour, I didn't talk about the studio. I talked about a hospital. The building was never designed to be a hospital, but in order to lessen his father's worries, Walt pretended that it was. Uh, Lillian did know, it says, or little did he know, 
that his quick thinking to please his dad would magically become a myth. So it was never intended to be a hospital. He kind of just said that to appease his dad because dad worried about his son. Mm -hmm. If if this venture failed, um, how could he make his money back and then move on to the next thing? So so the animation studio at Walt, Di- at, at, uh, Walt Disney Studios in Burbank was never designed to be a hospital. And that's one I had never heard of until I came across this, this article. So, Yeah, I had never heard that either. Yeah, I hadn't heard the Cinderella's Castle one or the uh, Walt Disney Studios in Burbank. Um, this one I had heard of. It says that Walt Disney is featured as one of the singing bus in the Haunted Mansion ride at Disneyland. Um, so you know where the singing bus are, Cody, right? I shouldn't even have to ask that question. Yes, I do. All right. So there's a, a bus that you come across that bears a resemblance to, to Walt Disney, but it is not Walt Disney. It is a Disney legend and mellow, mellow man performer, Thurl Ravenscroft. Um, and I think we've talked about him in the past. He was also the voice of Tony the Tiger. Yes. Um, et cetera. So um, next time you're on the Haunted Mansion ride, you come across uh, these five busts that are singing. One of them is, I guess you could say his head is dismembered maybe. It's sitting off to the side. Yeah, it's like been broken and kind yeah. of fallen off to the side. Yeah. Uh, and... But that is not Walt Disney in those uh, busts that are seeing grim, grinning ghosts. It is Thorough Ravenscroft. And I had heard that one before. Um, matter of fact, when I first heard it, I believed it. Uh, I was like, hey, I'm going to look for Walt Disney. But you know, doing more <laughs> research on it, that's yeah, not Disney. I don't remember if I told anybody the myth or anything. So I, I didn't have to go and correct myself. But. Uh, yeah, it, it would is. be cool to go and try to find, I don't even know how many there are, but to find all of the representations of Walt Disney within the park. Yeah. Uh, Cause you, you've got partner statue. That's literally right. a statue of him. Right. You've got the right. picture of him when you're exiting great moments of Mr. Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, his name is on the cast window like across the street from that. Yeah. So you're, you're talking about just all the references to Walt in the park. Yeah. Him specifically, whether it's a picture of him, his name. Right. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I mean, his last name is the first five letters of the park's name. So yeah. Well, (laughs) (laughs) all right. And then the last one that is on this article, deals with Kurt Russell. Um, if you don't know who Kurt Russell is, Disney legend, he's worked on some films, uh, such as follow me boys, the computer wore tennis shoes, the myth or the rumor is that the last thing that Walt Disney said before he passed away was the name Kurt Russell. Um, what an honor, (laughs) what an honor, (laughs) what an honor. Uh, And the myth actually comes from a piece of paper that's, that was in Walt's office on which Walt had written Kurt's name. Um, and, and later on it talks about, he actually misspelled his name. He spelled it K I R T. Um, and this article says the explanation for why Kurt was on Walt Disney's minds would be pretty easy. Walt was considering him for another film, um, 
that was coming up soon. And in the early 1970s here, uh, this is actually a quote from Dave Smith. It says in the early 1970s, when we still had this office up at the studio, Kurt Russell was on the lot filming. Now you see him. Now you don't. And I went down to the stage one lunchtime and I said, I've got something that I'd like you to see up in Walt's office. So I took him onto Walt's office and showed him one of the last things that Walt had written was his name. And uh, Kurt was quite impressed, even though Walt misspelled it. Um, Kurt went on to do, you know, quite a few, a few movies for, for Disney, but the, the myth that, you know, his dying word or words or name was Kurt Russell isn't true. I mean, there was a piece of paper in his office with Kurt's name on it, but, um, it's not, it hasn't been confirmed or, or, uh, that, that was actually the last thing he said. You know, I don't think anybody knows what the last thing he said was, but, um, I don't, ha, had you ever heard of that one? No, uh-uh. no. Okay. never. Well, apparently it's not true. It's just a myth, urban legend, um, et cetera. So that was the list of eight, uh, that this article had in it. There's quite a few other ones. Uh, maybe I'll mention a few, not going to any huge detail. Um, mm-hmm. let's see. Ch-ch-ch. Have you heard that Disneyland employees are not allowed to point with one finger or tell guests? I don't know. I've heard both of those. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, when I first heard that one, I actually looked and so I would, I paid attention to cast members when I went next time and I never saw him point with one finger. No, they, I think a lot of them, the, the, the most common ones I see and it's probably the ones that they tell them to use is the two finger point. Right. Or the whole hand. You gesture with the whole hand. Yeah. Apparently it says here pointing with your index finger is considered rude in some cultures. And with the, 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 uh, the kind of people Disneyland gets from all different cultures, you know, mm. you don't want to offend somebody. So, um, yeah, they're not allowed to point with one finger. Like it's over there. You know, they used now, to the whole not being able to say they don't know. I don't know how true that one is. Right. I've I never did. experienced it myself. I've never been told. Right. I don't know, but, I've never been in a situation where I've asked them something and felt like they didn't know, but just couldn't no. say it, you know? Right. Yeah. I know in the back in the day, uh, I, I, I saw somewhere on Facebook, an old cast member, they used to have these cards they carried around with them that had like specific details, like, like closings time, closing times and, you know, times of parades or so that when somebody asked them, they could, they could whip it out. And, um, it's to me, it's, it's, it's good customer service to not say, I don't know. I was, I was taught in the military during inspections. Like if an inspector would ask you a question that you didn't know, mm-hmm. um, just stand there and look at them. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, it was okay to say, you know, I don't know, but I've got the information in my pocket. I can pull it out and I can tell you. So it was, it, it, it wasn't admitting that I don't know that, you know, I, I can't recall it right now, but let me, uh, let me pull out my book and I'll tell right. you, and that's where the, with them having that, that little thing, they, 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 I don't know if it was the index card or something. I could have swore I saw somebody on Facebook talking about it. Rather but, than just them being able to just brush it off and say, you know, I'm right. not really sure. And then just, that's all they give yeah. the, the, yeah. the guest saying, you I'm know, I'm sure, really, but, uh, have a, have, have a great day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they would, 
find do their best to find you the right. answer. Right. Ask somebody else, say, go over here. They should be able to help you with that. Right. Uh, the other the other one I came across, Disney uses forced perspective to make you think objects like the castle are taller. That is true. Uh, mm-hmm. um, the uh, the bricks at the bottom of the buildings are... Um, the bricks toward the top of the buildings are smaller than the bricks at the bottom of the building. So that makes the building look taller. That's true for the castle. That's true for the buildings on Main Street were designed the same way. Uh, from the ground, each building looks like it's three stories tall, but the second and third floors are actually a lot smaller than the first floors. So mm-hmm. op- optical illusion that makes you look it makes it look like buildings are bigger. Um, the telegraph uh, inside Disneyland's telegraph office repeats Walt Disney's Disneyland opening day address in Morse code. Uh, that's the telegraph office over by the train station in, is it actually New Orleans? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that when it was closed for a while for when they were building galaxy's edge and they had the train not, not going, you could actually walk over there. Uh, you could hear it when you're on the train, but it, uh, that taps out the Morse code translation of a portion of the speech, uh, basically to all who come to this happy place. Welcome. Uh, Disneyland is your land here. Age relives fond memories of the past and here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Just plays that on a loop, which I thought was pretty cool. I don't know Morse code, so I didn't, I couldn't tell you what part of the, or what, what word was just said, but. That wasn't guess, something you learned in the military, huh? I did not learn Morse code. <laughs> uh, hundreds of feral cats called Disneyland home. Um, they There are cats there. Disney has acknowledged that the stray, stray felines exist and have the run of the park. They basically mm-hmm. helped put the mice away. Uh, I, I, I was reading somewhere else that they were that the myth was that they were intentionally brought in to do that. Uh, they said that myth wasn't totally true. There just happened to be cats there during, I guess, when construction started and when it was open and they just never kicked them out. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think now they actually take care of them. I don't know what the cats are doing now with no cast members. Hopefully someone's taking care of them. Yeah. Well, cause I think they have like feeding centers and stuff for them. Yeah. Um, so I would imagine because I mean, I guess they keep the horses off site now. During the day, you don't see the cats a lot. Uh, there's one over by um, in California Adventure. Over by I see. Uh, Rapids, kind of. Yeah, that, yeah, that orange and black one. Yes. I, yeah, I, I I see that one during during the day, but for the most cat for the most cats for the most part, I think the cats stay kind of hidden during the day because there's so many people, mm-hmm. and then come out at night. So. Yeah. Uh, and then the last one here says there are two time capsules buried underneath Disneyland. And uh, that's actually true. There's the, the 40th or the, uh, the one buried in front of Sleeping Beauty's castle that, uh, that was buried there in the park's 40th birthday. And then there's another one. It says it was underneath Buena Vista Plaza in California Adventure that was buried there in 2012. Uh, 2012 is when they redid that whole area, right? That was uh, yeah. when the they turned it in. They completely retransformed the entrance to that park. Yeah. Because before you had like Sunshine Plaza. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the back in the original. That I thought that was kind of cool, but you know, I like the way it looks now too. Yeah. I do miss the postcard picturesque like gate entrance. With uh the The Golden Gate Bridge. Bridge, The the Purple Mountains. Right. 
like I miss like, that. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the I like the interest now too. I mean, it it didn't go away from a California theme. It's still. Yeah, it's still a California theme. Still California, but uh, yeah, I do, I do miss the original. Um, obviously, it wasn't doing as well, and powers to be thought they needed to do it. And it, yeah, maybe they're right. I think we've talked about that before. I talked about it about it a little bit in the Imagineering story as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So those are the ones I had. Did did I did I miss any that that you were thinking of? Uh, Anything you may have heard that are myths that are either proven true or untrue? I guess if it's proven true, it's not a myth anymore. It's fact. Right. The one that I think a lot of people have heard of, whether they're a big Disney fan or not, because I've had a lot of people ask me this one because they know I'm a big Disney fan. They're like, hey, I've heard this. Is it true? And it's about Disney being cryogenically frozen after he (laughs) died. I forgot about that one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is a myth. That is not true. Um, I think somewhere along the way, someone said that maybe Disney, Walt Disney expressed interest in wanting to be frozen. I don't know how true that is, but yeah, here's, here's what, here's what I saw. And I think I read this to you earlier. Uh, It said the urban legend likely dates back to an interview from back in 1972 given by a guy named Bob Nelson, who was, I guess he was the president or presided over the cryonic society of California. He said that Disney wanted to be frozen, but stressed that he was not frozen. Uh, he was actually <laughs> cremated two days after he passed away and uh, is his ashes are located at the forest lawn cemetery in Glendale, California. Um, yeah. So kind of, kind of going off of that, speaking of ashes there, there are rumors or myths or, that, that people will, will, will bring ashes to Disneyland to try to scatter them around. Uh, yeah. Particularly like, um, the Caribbean, hot in mansion, uh, splash mountain where, yeah. But I've, I've heard a lot of haunted mansion and pirates of Car- Caribbean. Um, mm-hmm. and people, it, people have been caught doing it. it. You're not allowed to spread ashes at Disneyland. Disneyland will not give you approval no. to spread the ashes. Uh, um, get in big trouble for that. right. Right. <laughs> And I'm sure there are ways to do it if, if you really wanted to do it without being saying, but now they inspect your bags when you come in. So like, Hey, what's this, what's this thing? <laughs> oh, those are just ashes. I carry. <laughs> if you had the ashes in like a lunchbox, would they open your lunchbox or would they just see the lunchbox and be like, Oh, it's a lunchbox. Sure. They like open how it thorough they yeah. doing? I mean, like, if okay, you they really- look, Bag, found the lunchbox, but are they going to open your lunchbox? Right. If they, if you really, really, really wanted to do it, I'm sure you could get. Now, if you walk in with a big urn, uh, yeah, right, they're you not have it in one of those, like, um stainless steel water bottles that everyone's carrying around these days. Right. They're not looking yeah. at a water bottle. Yeah, but then if they see you on 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 video, because they uh, have people watching all they the have time. People watching, yeah, this. Because if you stand up on a ride, they will tell you to sit back down in the middle of that yeah. ride. The audio yeah. will cut out. Someone will come over the speaker and say, please sit down. Yeah. there's Yeah. You'd have to be pretty sneaky about it. But uh, so, yeah, Walt's frozen head is not buried. And the, the, the rumor I heard that was buried underneath the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Just his head. Just, Just his, his head. Frozen, head. frozen I don't head. know what the Pirates of the head would do. But. Where's the body? You know, what do you get it connected to later? Somebody else's body? Uh, I don't know. So, so that's interesting. Um, 
So that that's the only one you were you were thinking about. That's the only one that I can recall at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, interesting stuff. There's all kinds. You know, you can probably if you anybody can start a rumor, um, and if if enough people take that rumor and run with it and spread it around, soon it will become fact. <laughs> so. So yeah, those are those are some of the Disneyland myths, urban legends, rumors that some some of the more popular ones a couple like i said that i had never heard of maybe you hadn't heard of them either so um the spike is not the center of disneyland um etc etc disney's frozen head is not buried under pirates of the caribbean Uh, (laughs) kurt russell was not the last word that walt disney uttered before he passed away and no matter how much they would want to, they cannot fold up the dis- uh, the castle at Walt Disney World and put it away for hurricanes. So, well, all right. Anything else you wanted to talk about today, Cody? Uh no. I think I think are we good? Yeah, I think so. We we are gonna do. Uh, there's a future show we talked about. And we're just gonna mention here earlier because we'll we. we we might need some help from anybody listening out there. We're, we want to do like a trivia show where you guys send in questions and uh, try to, I don't know, try to stump us or see, see if we know the answer. Yeah, see but they have to be trivia. They got to be true facts. Right, right, right. right. See if uh, Cody's as uh, knowledgeable about Disneyland as he, <laughs> as he professes to be. Um, <laughs> so we'll come up, we're going to come up with something. We'll let you guys know. Um, and then maybe you guys can help us out with some questions. Uh, I mean, I have numerous, numerous books of Disney trivia. I could come up with some questions, but I want them to come from people that are listening um, to us. So if you're out there and you have a trivia question, uh, even if you don't, even if not for the show, uh, for that particular ep- episode, if you just have a question, uh, you could always reach us at talking disney podcast at gmail.com with those questions or comments etc um i think it would be a fun thing to do um we mentioned possibly or cody mentioned possibly having a third person maybe come on the show and mm-hmm. ask us the questions let him uh um do the the questions and uh see that way we can see who may be more knowledgeable if we're on the same line of thinking on certain things right right and then we're both unaware of the questions as well. Right. Yeah. So, so we don't know. Cody, Cody was asking me some trivia questions before the show started that he found. Uh, even though I, I believe I'm quite knowledgeable. Uh, it was nice. The questions he asked me cause they had, they were multiple choice. So multiple, que- multiple choice questions are always great. Cause you can kind of, usually I can get rid of two right away. Yeah. That's not, th- those two aren't the answers. And then sometimes it's a 50, 50 guess where I, I think it's this one, but I'm not sure. Um, right. Like, what, what, what was one of the questions you asked me that I got right? Uh, here, let me let me pull it back up. Oh, the the about the babies. I got that one oh. right without without multiple. Or no, no, I missed it by one. Yeah how many how many babies have been born inside of Disneyland? Right. And I originally, before you gave me the the options, I said three. And the options were four, twenty six, eighteen, or none. Yeah, it was four. So once you said four, I was yeah, yeah, it's four. And then you also guessed the correctly the year that Club Thirty Three opened. Opened, right. Which what were the options? Seventy four, eighty eight, ninety three, and sixty seven. Right. 
1967. I didn't know the month and day. You you asked me that one, and I didn't know that one. But yeah, that was just a little extra I threw in there. Yeah, extra credit. Um, so. you got this one correct. How much was the original cost of a Disneyland ticket? And th- these were the options for anyone curious. And I answered that one before you even told me the options. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah I could have done that one as well yeah. without it yeah. because I've seen that picture go around of like the first ticket sold and right. You know, the options were. Three dollars, ten dollars, one dollar, or fifteen ninety nine. Some people didn't make that week. Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, we were we uh what did we we, we were watching Back to the Future yesterday about it's it was it was about money and the part where uh Biff talks about he he paid three hundred dollars to get his car repaired after he hit that truck with the manure. And, uh, we were watching it. It was me, Marsha and Kaylee. And we we're like, well, $300 in 1955 was quite a bit of money. Yeah. And we guessed like, you know, it'd be like a thousand dollars today. So I, so I Googled uh, what it'd be worth. And it was like $2,800, uh, $300 yeah. in 1955 is twenty $2,800 today. So that vehicle. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's something we, we want to do. Uh, maybe we can make a, make a, a game out of it. Um, uh, so look, look for that. Uh, and where and you will find, Oh, go ahead. Question. Just kind uh, of looking, through, we didn't go through all of them. Right. Earlier. Um, which Disneyland attraction does not feature narration by Thurl Ravenscroft voice of Tony, the tiger. Okay. Options are haunted mansion, star tours, Disneyland monorail, or it's a small world. Uh, narration. Is there narration in It's a Small World or is it just singing? I'm going to go with It's a Small World. Yeah. What's the answer? Uh, Star Tours. It says you'll recognize the, the, the dulcet tones of Thurl Ravenscroft inside the Haunted Mansion yeah. while riding Disneyland monorail. And then it just says, and inside It's a Small World. I don't know where he's at in Small World unless he's just, one of the voices, but it specifically says narration. Yeah. Huh? I don't, I'll have to research that one. Yeah. That one's interesting. Cause I don't know really if small world has narration. Yeah. Like I said, it's been a year and a half since I've been, I need to go back. I need to refresh myself. Cause I don't think he's the voice before you go into the building where the singing starts, where like they have the speakers hidden in the topiary. Yeah. That tell you to like remain seated or whatever, right? After you disembark. I don't think he's that voice. I think that's a female voice before you go inside. Hmm. So that's interesting. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to do some research. And I'm trying to pull up stuff right now while we're talking, but um yeah, yeah, it'll take me a few. So, and see, in this question, it's slightly off on what it's asking or what it's implying, but I know what the answer they're looking for is because I can see the answer. So, the question is, what is buried inside Sleeping Beauty's castle? Are they talking about the capsule? They're talking about the capsule, but it's not buried in the castle. Right. Okay. The options, a human skull, a time capsule, a Chevy Camaro, or two gold bars. Here we go. I found it. Thurl, Thurl Ravencroft. It's a small world. He's one of the finale singers. Is he? Yeah. 
in the room where everyone's dressed in white. I guess, yeah. He was. These are some of the Disney Park roles that he's credited with: uh, Sailing Ship Columbia, a sea chanty singer, Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room, uh, Fritz, uh, mm-hmm. Tangaroa, and some singing Tiki Mask. It's a Small World finale singer. Adventure through inner space. He's a singer. Pirates of the Caribbean. He uh, voices some of the pirates and the dog. The Haunted Mansion, Country Bear Jamboree. Um, Pan Galactic Pizza Port, Disneyland Railroad, Mark Twain Riverboat, Splash Mountain, and the Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. You know which one I don't see? Didn't you mention the monorail as one of the choices? Mm-hmm. I don't see that one on here. So maybe he's part of the narration somewhere because they mentioned the railroad, but not the monorail. So interesting. So yeah, if you do send in trivia questions, make sure they they are factual. Uh, yeah, that can be yeah. looked up, proven. Yeah, because we don't want to. We don't want to call you out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think I think I think that that would be fun. Um, Disney. Can, can you guess this one without the multiple choice questions? Oh my goodness! Put me on the spot. Let's try it. What is the oldest item inside Disneyland? The uh, petrified tree. That is in, correct. In, uh, Between 50 and 70 million years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got it. We'll stop there. I'm, 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 I'm at hundred so. percent. Okay, this is a select all that apply. Okay. Okay. All right. Which of these words? Oh, you know what? I'm just going, I'm going to change it. I thought it was a select all that apply, but it's, it's stupid. Which of these words doesn't belong in the statement, but I'm just going to have you finish the statement. Okay. Okay. Here you leave today and enter the world of blank, blank, and blank. I just went blank. That's that's on the the entry. Plaque. Uh, uh, and I forgot the order they go in. It is. Oh, dang it! You're putting me on the spot, and it's too early. Um, it's well, it's. It should be yesterday, yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. Did I get the right order? I believe so. Okay. Yeah, it, I, it's yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. Is it tomorrow? Yeah, I it believe would have, it. The it's logically the correct order would be yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. I think that's what it is because I have a keychain that that has that on it. It's the it's the plan. Here you leave today and enter the world of yesterday, tomorrow, and fantasy. Okay, there we go. All right, I do. I saw on Etsy they were people were selling those replica plaques. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of want to get one. Put it at my door. It's probably cheaper to get them on Etsy, but uh, uh, Shop Disney sells them also. Do they? Are they? How big are they? Not as big as the one on Etsy. Uh, well, I don't know what they're, but not as big as the one on the underpass. On the, of the underpass, bridge. yeah. Hmm. All right. Because I've wanted to get one too. Right. All okay. right. Well, I think uh, I think I think that's it for today. Um, before we do go, uh, like usual, uh, if you want to check us out on social media, you can like us on Facebook at Talking Dizzy Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Talking Disney. Instagram is at Talking Disney Podcast. Email us at talkingdisneypodcast at gmail.com. 
And you can find the shows on www.talkingdisneypodcast.com as soon as they are released or published. Or if you uh, wait around for your favorite um, podcast app or website, they usually show up there shortly after uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think that's it. I had, I had fun talking about these uh, Disney myths, urban legends secrets learned a few things hopefully you did too so you got any last minute alibis cody <laughs> no that's gonna be it for me All today right. i i do want to mention we will not be recording for the next two weeks uh, i am leaving town next friday and won't be back uh for about 10 days so uh episode 43 will come out as uh hopefully shortly after i get back from my for my trip. So, okay. All right. All right. And then we should be back up and hopefully getting at least an episode every two weeks, preferably every week, but we'll see Cody works too much <laughs> and he's tired. <laughs> this, is, this is my busy time of year. Yeah. Yeah. And then my, we got way busier just with everything else going on too. Right. So, yeah, I know summertime's busy for me I, with vacations, kids, sports, and, like mm-hmm. for instance, my week next week is going to be Monday baseball game, Tuesday baseball game, Wednesday I got nothing, so I'll be packing. Thursday I got baseball game, and then I leave town Friday. So, um, summers are usually like that. So we'll get in as many shows as we possibly can. Um, all right, enough of me rambling on. Um, okay. If you got nothing else, Cody, thanks for. Uh, Thanks for taking the time out of your day, checking us out, listening to us, talking with us. Um, We appreciate it, and uh, we will uh, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, folks, and me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh Uh-huh? It's that time. Uh, What time is that, Minnie? Oh, (laughs) Goofy? Oh, oh. Now Now it's time time to say say goodnight. To all our company. Oh, my see. See you real soon. It's Mickey Mouse. K E Y. Why? Because, because we, we like you. M O U S E. Be careful getting home. <laughs> <laughs>